apples. Who has the red apples? Who Contrary to the rumors that you've heard, I was not born in a manger. I was... I was actually born on Krypton and sent here by my father, Jor-El, to save the planet Earth. Live from Stanford, Connecticut, it is the Animal Farm radio show where politics meets silliness, but no one gets killed. The date today is Tuesday, February 10th, 2009. My name is Benjamin Miller, and I'm chilling here with my fellow economic rape victims, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And Pyeth on the soundboard. Did you fart? <laughs> We've got a great show for you guys tonight. <laughs> We've got Mike Rivero from WhatReallyHappened.com on in the second hour to talk about the economic stimulus package that passed the Senate today. We're also going to be getting into an update on the war in Afghanistan. And as always, Tony will lubricate you with the terrorized, the fooled, and the financially stimulated. Straight ahead, you are on the farm. The Animal Farm Radio Show. The law is that guy that wears that badge and a gun. That's the one that puts you in jail. That's the law. So do you men lack confidence? Need some help in that intimate area? Well, now we have the answer for you. The Animal Farm Radio Show. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. It is the Animal Farm, live, locked, and loaded tonight. Craziness on the farm. I'm very excited for Mr. Rivero coming on. That's going to be great. Definitely could shed some light on some of the craziness with this stimulus package. But before we get into serious news and talk about things that really matter, I want to go with the lubrication. And, of course, I was going to do a terrorism special tonight, Ben. But, no, we start out with the... Australian wildfires, which could fuel forest jihad terrorist experts say so. I mean, I, I have actually have an article in front of me saying that terrorists could use insects, but I don't want to get to that. I want to save that for maybe the power segment. <laughs> I'm like losing my mind. Firefighters and homeowners aren't the only ones keenly watching Australia's massive wildfires, responsible for killing at least 173 people in the southern part of the continent. Terrorism experts suspect... Muslim extremists are watching closely, too, and taking note of the devastation. While Australian authorities have revealed no evidence linking the wildfires to extremists, terrorism experts say the large death toll, the huge swath of destruction, and the massive financial blow to the country uh, are proving to Islamic terrorists that arson can be a highly effective and simple tool uh, of holy war. And, Ben, what I wanted to do for the first lubrication articles, I wanted to play a commercial that I remember seeing often when I was watching cartoons... You know, during breakfast time or when I got home from school, uh-huh. and it's like an old, it's like an you know American tradition. Hopefully, uh, it'll work. with water. Make sure it's totally <laughs> wet. Then stir and drown again. Only you can prevent forest fires. That's right. See, that's that's my message to the terrorists. Uh, I want to, because I'm trying to, you know, make sure that they don't do this. I'm trying to prevent the terrorists from, you know, creating forest fires, and I want to let them know that, you know, 
uh, only you can prevent forest fires. And that's Smokey the Bear, of course. I mean, who does not remember Smokey the Bear of my generation? And I'm not trying to make light yes. of the uh, the fact that Australia had these fires. It's just that leave it up to Fox News to even go there, even go to the point of saying, ooh, well, extremists might get ideas now. Like, they yeah. didn't know about fire before today. Blow it out your <laughs> Come on, get a friggin' life. Anyway. This fire thing, it's a relatively new uh, ideal. Yes, yes. It's, we have this thing called fire. I can't. I just can't even explain it. You, you rub these sticks together and this huge flame. And I mean, look what devastation it causes. <laughs> Never mind hijacking airplanes. Uh, anyway, moving on. Fake teen cop fools police and patrols Chicago for five hours. A 14-year-old aspiring police officer donned a uniform and walked into a Chicago police station and managed to get an assi- assignment. He actually got an assignment patrolling in a squad car for five hours before he was detected. Police said Sunday. This is an old article. This is uh, the 26th of January, but I had it. I was just holding it for the right moment, and tonight happened to be that moment, Ben. The boy did not have a gun. Never issued any tickets and didn't drive the squad car, Deputy Superintendent Daniel Dugan said. Assistant Superintendent James Jackson said the ruse was discovered only after the boys' patrol with an actual officer ended Saturday. Officers noted his uniform lacked a star that is part of the regulation uniform. So everything but the star, Ben, he had wow. it. He had him full. He probably could have gotten a promotion <laughs> and become a detective, but if he only had a damn star, sure enough. I told you I was a pig. Oh, boy. Going there, aren't we? <laughs> sure enough, already on the animal farm tonight. <laughs> And finally, for my lubrication of your mind to get you into our, I don't know... Horrible news. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible news, man. Horrible news. A teen has been charged. Thank you for Kristen. Oh, and, and by the way, a lot of people send these articles to me, so I don't, I'm not trying to diss them, uh, all of our friends and, and, and you know uh, listeners out there. So thank you for sending these articles and keep on. And, you know, for example, Kristen from Uncover the News sent me this particular one, uh, where a teenager has been charged with billing a school for $37,000 worth of... Candy, Middletown, Ohio. <laughs> this is a smart kid. Police say an Ohio teenager tried to pull off a sweet deal by ordering more than $37,000 of candy online and charging the bill to his former high school. Police say the 18-year-old used a Middletown High School purchasing number to place orders for thousands of lollipops and candy bars from Michigan-based The Goodies Factory. It wasn't clear how he accessed the number, but the candy company became suspicious, contacted the school, and was told by detectives to send an empty box. Police say he had to uh, he had ordered the shipped he, he had ordered it shipped to his home, but then was arrested after uh, the fake delivery. So get that man a suit and give him a, wow. a seat in Congress. My God, he'll fit right in. Yeah, <laughs> someone, someone someone's at our, our door. I don't know if they're going to break oh, in. Hold on. If they do, well, let's see. This is live on the air. Yes, we have people patrolling our hallways, and they're who's at the door, Ben? Can we help you? Okay, now it's just a false alarm. Good Lord. Anyway, folks, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. We always have weird things happen, whether they be technical difficulties or people jamming down our doors or breaking windows. But anyway, obviously we want to talk about the stimulus package tonight. We have a lot to talk about on that. We will have Michael Rivero uh, on in the second hour. If you want to call in before then or during then, it is 512-879-3805. And, of course, our website, as always, has not changed. Animalfarmshow.com is the website. Yes. Most, if not all, of our articles, if we remember, which is tough these days, uh, we do bookmark them on our site so you can Damn kind of follow along and kind of like in high school although i didn't follow along there and of course if you want to talk to some really great folks uh, in the chat room that is a very uh, particular taste it uh-huh. is deadlinelive.info um hopefully you guys uh, caught jack's show today he had a great show and hopefully we're going to carry the ball and move on but ben absolutely uh you know i, I don't want to sound like sean hannity although he was making believe it or not some really great points today about the stimulus package so I'll leave it up to the, cr- the critiquers now with the stimulus yeah. package it, it is bizarre man oh. we yeah we touched huh? upon 
on it yesterday briefly, and just the idea that, you know, Obama's first hundred days, you figure that he would at least appear to be the squeaky clean guy, maybe appear to be the, you know, the change from the norm, the away from the norm type person, or at least politician. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, man, this bill is unfortunately loaded with nonsense. And one particular, uh, I guess you can call it pork version of this bill that really got to me last night, you know, because we talk about Homeland Security and how it's just a fraud, really, at the end of the day, just a waste of money, mm-hmm. at least from a, an American standpoint. But sure enough, the new Department of Homeland Security office is now to be built once this bill, I guess, essentially passes completely. I know there's two different versions of it in the House and Senate. But just listen to this report out of Lou Dobbs, and just just makes you cry. And then I want to cross-reference it with the fact that veterans still cannot get housing, shelter, and clothing. Mm-hmm. Well, Americans' opposition to the so-called stimulus bill is being driven mm-hmm. in part by considerable outrage over measures that would do little or absolutely nothing to stimulate the economy or to create jobs. One example of utter waste is a proposal that would spend almost $650 million on a new headquarters for the Department of Homeland Security. Lisa Sylvester has our special report and lose line item veto. Top officials at the Department of Homeland Security have been dreaming of a new headquarters for more than three years. The proposal? To consolidate DHS offices, now spread out among 70 buildings, to one campus located at the former St. Elizabeth's Hospital in Washington, D.C. The only snag? Money. But the stimulus package solves that. $646 million earmarked for the project. While proponents, including Representative Eleanor Holmes Norton, call it a classic public works project that is shovel-ready and will put people to work, opponents like the National Taxpayers Union say it's a prime example of what should not be in the stimulus bill. The DHS headquarters will be a definite waste of money, and certainly it merits consideration on its own rather than being stuffed into a larger stimulus package. This is a lot of money being spent on a federal facility. The Department of Homeland Security officials declined our interview request, but pointed us to a policy statement on the DHS website that says, quote, once completed, this project will further unify our components, enhance communication, and increase our mission effectiveness, ultimately improving our nation's security. Fiscal conservative groups warn, though, that future taxpayers are on the hook for any money spent. It's important for people to remember that this, this money isn't free. Uh, We're going to be borrowing heavily. Many Republicans complain that they haven't had much time to examine the stimulus package for items like the DHS headquarters because the legislation has been rushed to the floor. What do you mean? That's that's certainly talking about, we got to pass this now, otherwise it's going to be devastating. Exactly. More money than we've ever spent in a piece of legislation in the history of the United States of America, and we have only spent one week at it. And part of that compromise worked on by Senators Susan Collins and Ben Nelson trimmed $50 million from the original price tag for the DHS headquarters. But at $646 million, the National Taxpayers Union says that still is way too much money for a new headquarters at a time when the country is facing a fiscal crisis. Lou? Uh, And and to hear Senator John Kyle talk about a trillion dollars and a week's uh, consideration, It'd be one thing if indeed a full week had been spent, but uh, hardly half of that time by most of the senators and their and their staffs. I, I, I mean, it's extra- and, and the administration uh, demanding uh, quick action uh, because of again, just as George W. Bush said, Barack Obama is now claiming the sky will fall unless uh, they vote on this legislation without further deliberation. Uh, the, yeah. the parallels the, the, the- are remarkable. 
Yeah, Lou, this, this is truly an amazing thing for people watching this democratic process. I mean, here you have a Congress that's basically being said, here, vote on this bill. Many of them, as most of them, probably have not even had a chance to read it. And we're talking about a trillion dollars here, Lou. So that's, yeah, that's the other thing, too. It seems like there's going to be more yeah. than the $800 billion promise. But either way, the point I'm, I wanted to pick out, just the one little thing I wanted to pick out of this tremendous bill, this trillion dollar, maybe more, uh, bill, is six hundred and fifty. $650 million, roughly, $650 million, Ben, for a new uh, headquarters for the Department of Homeland Security. And mm -hmm. all the meanwhile, you know, and this is why it's so – I always go back to the veterans thing. How could we not be giving any – you know, just pick pick a, the 10 most prominent veterans organizations. Give them each $10 million. Here's, mm -hmm. your, here's your damn solution. Pick 10 of the top agencies. Give each of them, you know, uh, $10 million, okay, and – and help these veterans because there's another uh, story out of CNN. It's, it's almost adjacent to it on the CNN videos, uh, you know, part. And we'll get to the health issues too. But more veterans now, and we're probably gonna get a break soon. More veterans are homeless now than ever before. We've covered that, and oh, groups are overwhelmed. Wow. All the in Phoenix, Arizona, any of the volunteer groups who are trying to donate pants and socks and buy things and, and give these people haircuts. I'll play a little bit of it, but... From a heap of hundreds of coats collected for homeless veterans, only a few remain. It's just a fraction of what we had. The influx of homeless vets this year has overwhelmed volunteers at the annual Stand Down event. And they had to go out and buy more underwear and more socks and everything because we have so many more veterans. Veterans needing help with everything from food to haircuts. And I, and I know exactly what you mean. Gabriel Hernandez says this is the first year he and many of his fellow veterans have had to ask for help. I think that's awesome and uh, wow, it's just a great thing. And helping the homeless vets is therapeutic for some of the volunteers. Sharon Grassi's son is on his second tour in Iraq. It's amazing to me that there are that many homeless on our streets that are veterans. But veterans we talk to are not surprised. It's rough. It's rough. Uh, the, uh, the economy is bad. And people need help. Dervin Thomas, a Desert Storm vet, joined the long lines waiting for legal, medical, and housing help. This has been a... Uh, a blessing uh, for me. Volunteers say they're also seeing more female veterans needing help this year and a sudden influx of vets who served in Iraq and Afghanistan struggling after returning from duty. Yeah, so this is out of Phoenix, Arizona, and I think it's great that these people do volunteer their time and they do all these great deeds. It's yeah. not just clothing, Ben. It's haircuts and, and, and a lot of other services that they provide. That's awesome, and I think we need more people like that. But why not give them some money to spend? Nonprofit organization, maybe give them the money. Maybe they can buy more goods. You know, why can't we give a million dollars to this organization? Why does the Department of Homeland Security need $650 million? After they got established immediately after 9-11 to 2002. How much more funding we ought to give this organization? Yeah, they just got new offices, and now we want new offices uh, for them again. Just a total waste of money. We'll continue on with this. And more economic news on the other side. I want to get into uh, the, the stock market and what happened there as a result of this. So stay tuned. We'll be back. Damn the consequences.
the superfood for you and your family. Hemp has nutritional values that far exceed any known plant. Hemp, used for food, clothing, and shelter since time began. Hemp, this God-given food source is controlled by your government, making it not legal to grow for American people and farmers, but legal to import. Our founding fathers grew hemp because they knew of the benefits it offered. The protein powder, seeds, and oil are available through HempUSA.org. Recommended daily intake of this food source will allow the body to heal itself from many ailments. Loaded with potassium, magnesium, calcium, essential fatty acids, amino acids, and nutrients not available in other plants. Hemp can be stored with a long shelf life as a life-sustaining food source for you and your family. Could this be the government's best-kept secret? Call today at 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Learn. Help. Shop at HempUSA.org. We do not charge for shipping. That's 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org today. Hey, Jack Blood here, host of Deadline Live. I wanted to share with you my secret weapon in fighting the new world order. It's a new product called Enerfood. Enerfood is far none the best health supplement I've tried, and I've tried them all. With many ingredients like spirulina, chlorella, dulse, kelp, barley, grass, alfalfa, leaf, beetroot, orange peel, winter cherry root, it really is nothing less than superfood. I couldn't imagine having to shop and prepare all of these ingredients, but now I don't have to. Enerfood's done it for me. A simple scoop of powder every day is all. All it takes. No fillers, no miracle claims, no magic bullets. Just a real product with real results. Call them today and mention Jack Blood and get a special discount. Get the two-pack special with the coconut oil powder. Call them now, 1-866-762-9238. 1-866-762-9238. Or simply go to enerfood.com. That's E-N-E-R, enerfood.com. Tell them Jack Blood sent you. Now, you and your friends and family can enjoy the cleanest, most delicious, and healthy drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, while leaving in the beneficial and nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote lakes and streams. The optional PF2 filters even remove fluoride. The Berkey Light LED, with its rechargeable lighting system, can be used as a nightlight or camp light. To view or purchase your Berkey water system and replacement filters, please visit Freedom Underground Radio's website homepage at WFURadio.com and click the Berkey banner. Once again, that's WFURadio.com and click the Berkey water banner. Not yet available in Iowa. You're listening to the future of talk. Freedom Underground Radio. Underground Radio. All right, so we're in, we're in an economic crisis, Ben. Let me, let me just try to get this straight because I'm having a lot of trouble understanding this. We're currently being raped on the on the yeah. pinball table. <clears throat> yes. Well, let me uh, 
let me think about this for a second. So we're the in the economy a, going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, we're in an economic <laughs> crisis, right? Obama's come out and, and, you know, I won't accuse him of using fear mongering, but he's been open about the fact that we need to pass this bill. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it's vital for our, our economic, you know, uh, stability, this whole thing. He said, Dude, he's fear mongering. There's okay. no, there's no Listen, doubt about it. Rock, I'm just trying to play. Seriously. Uh, so we're in this tremendous crisis. This stimulus bill has to get passed. Otherwise, we're going to be in a catastrophic failure. But all in the meantime, after it's all done, over a trillion dollars, I think, at the end of the day, uh, we need to – and I want to get you on that list of things that we need. But the thing that really alarmed me was the DHS new headquarters that needs to be built because they just need a new headquarters. Mm-hmm. They just can't do it in, in their 13 locations around the country. <laughs> and meanwhile, all, all in the meantime, a number of soldiers at Army's Fort Carson are having trouble. There's all kinds of stories coming out about suicides. We talk about the suicide rate going up. Yeah. And, and out of Salon.com, there's a great story. Story. Uh, I'll read a little bit of it, but you know we'll get to the uh, the overall goal here. Read a sworn statement. I'm seeking help. I'm I mean mental help. This is a uh, pri- private first class Ryan Alderman. Uh, he's saying he's speaking about what he witnessed in Iraq. And his problems receiving adequate medical care for the Army. A number of soldiers at Army's uh, Fort Carson wrote and signed sworn statements in the fall of 2008 complaining about their medical care. Private First Class Timothy Ryan Alderman signed the statement below. Uh, it's obviously listed on the website on October 13, 2008. In it, he says, I am seeking help, but I feel like I'm not being treated right. I mean mental help. He died of a drug overdose a week afterwards. An army has, the army has ruled that his death was oh a suicide. Uh, there's a bunch of these articles. I'll, obviously, delicious this. You can check it out, animalfarmshow.com. All in the meantime, we have all these soldiers. You know, well, okay, fine. Some of them are on the streets. They're homeless. But we even have soldiers that are not even getting the health care. And moving on, Salon also has another story, the death dealers took my life, which is a quote. Adam Lieberman tried to kill himself when he returned from Iraq. He's obviously another soldier. Only then did the army take his mental health claims seriously. Day before Halloween, 2008. Army Private uh, Adam Lieberman swallowed a handful of prescription pain pills and psychotropic drugs. Then he picked up a can of black paint and smeared onto the wall of his room in the Fort Carson barracks what he thought would be his last words to the world. Quote, I faced the enemy and lived... With an exclamation point, end quote, Lieberman painted on the wall in big black letters as well, quote, it was the death dealers that took my life, exclamation point, end quote. And he's talking about the Army. Soldiers call Lieberman's wow. unit the 1st Battalion, 67th Armored Regiment, the death dealers. So, I mean, you, you get the idea here, Ben. I'm, I'm, I don't want to go overboard and read and read and read. But the point mm-hmm. is, after all this money is being pumped in the economy now, uh, you know, we, we can we can bitch him out about us not getting a piece of it. But what's more important than the health of our veterans that can't even get attention for their suicide? Suicidal behaviors, I'm sure, due to you know post-traumatic stress disorder or shell shock. Let's be yeah. honest, it's unbelievable. And I want people to challenge all their Obama friends out there. Anybody who thinks Obama is the greatest thing in the world, we're going to get all this change. Five one two eight seven nine three eight zero five is our phone number, Ben. And I want you to talk about the pork. He's a well, but you know, unfortunately, the the stats that I got up were from the last bailout bill. But it's still a good example of, of what happens, you know, uh, with these earmarks. This is out of the the San Francisco Chronicle, and this was the last bailout bill that they passed and listen to some of the earmarks that were in here if this thing will load we ought to have benchmarks <laughs> but they had like bills for they had they had earmarks for everything in here um and god now it's now it's freezing on me That's typical, okay, now, typical crap way, huh? i mean you know listen if you want to, if you want to go through the list i mean you can go to sean hannity rush limbaugh all of the so-called quote-unquote conservative talk show hosts and that's why i think 
that's why I enjoyed Hannity's show for the first time ever writing up here, Ben, because he was going, you know, through it one by one. Uh, I don't take his words all that seriously because I think it's, you know, he's just trying to paint the Democrats as evil. Yeah. Uh, this is not a Democrat or Republican issue, Ben. This is simply a bill that's really now passed by the Senate. Apparently, and we'll ask Mike Rivera about this, but mm-hmm. there's two versions of the bills and they're not exactly similar and there's yeah. going to be a committee or something. I want to know more about that because my, my knowledge of that is certainly limited. Well, and this, this bill supposedly has even more pork than the last one, but look at some of the stuff from the last bill that we post Go ahead. that we went on the air and said, don't let these bastards pass this bill because they're going to spend it on all types of nonsense, and they went out and did, but a $2 million tax benefit for makers of wooden arrows for children. I remember that. A $100 <laughs> oh, million dollar tax break to benefit auto racetrack owners, $192 million in rebates on excise taxes for the Puerto Rican and Virgin Islands rum industry. $148 million in tax uh-huh. relief for U.S. wool fabric producers and a $49 million tax, dollar, uh, tax benefit for fishermen and other plaintiffs who sued over the 1989 tanker Exxon Valdez spill. I mean, uh, and, and I'm sure they have the, the right to uh, sue I in like regards to that, but come on, <laughs> $2 million on, on wooden arrows for children? Ben, I mean, you know, and, and this, but this is the thing, and this is why, you know, I, I, I'm just shaking my head because I'm thinking if you really want to keep this honeymoon dupe session on that you mm-hmm. are this messiah or this huge celebrity that's going to change everything, why not just pass the first bill that looks great and that nobody can criticize? Yeah. Well, there's no perfect bill. I understand. This bill is completely full of it, and there's so much nonsense in here, and so much of it, I think, should be spent on things like veterans' health, maybe how you know low-cost shelter. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a big – I don't know. I'm just – I'm obviously a, a radical extremist because I think that people shouldn't be on the streets when it's in negative yeah. 15 degrees in the cities. I don't know. I'm out of my mind, obviously. But And Barack Obama goes out there and he starts talking, well, you know, every bill's got earmarks and uh, we should just kind of accept that. Like, that's just fact, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, every, beer, uh, every bill's got earmarks. Let's just accept that. It's like saying, you know, Hitler killed 8 million Jews. Let's go out and uh, start, you know, popping off 100 or 200 because every, you know, Jews are expected to get killed. Right. That's just the type of mentality that these people have. We have to, we have to hold ourselves to a higher standard standard yeah. of not introducing earmarks into the crap that they're talking about, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it is what it is, and that's why, you know, it's like, look, you know, you can still worship me, but it's still going to be the same old nonsense. This yeah. is America. After all, you know, we have to help out the uppers, but, you know, it, it's just disheartening, man. It really is, and, you know, I, you don't even need that much money. You don't have to spend $800 billion worldwide on veterans' health. I think you could probably get a lot done with $10 million. Absolutely. You know, just for the essential things. And, cool. You know, this is not just... Veterans Hell, this is not just one occasion. We talked about FEMA over the last uh, you know, eight months with the toxic trailers, and more specifically on this topic, we talked about the surplus of goods in these mega warehouses that were supposed to go to Katrina victims, yeah. but ended up in congressmen and, and, and senators' uh, houses, and in even uh, casino casinos got some of these goods. You know, socks, kitchen goods, knives, forks, yeah. coffee makers, you know, slippers, just brooms, things that you'd find in a house. All these people that suffered the Katrina mm-hmm. really needed these items, and they were declaring them surplus. The government, and they were giving them to casinos. That's just incredible. I gotta actually, I gotta dig up that report just to show, you know, and that's what I try to do here is try to show the linear nonsense that people just seem to forget. But it's it's happening, and it's happening under Barack Obama the same as it was under Bush, Ben. And so, the stock market went down oh, 381 oh, points today. Uh, as a result of this, and, and yep. the Nasdaq went down 66.83 points. That's a you know four, 60 or 70. negative 4.2 percent change in that in that regard. They know, <clears throat> you know, the stock market knows that this crap isn't going to work, um, and it's not going to raise confidence or anything. So it's just it, 
it's it's incredible what's happening. Everybody really essentially knows, and the fact that this pa- house that passed the House and passed the Senate with an approval rating of only 37% by the American people goes to show that these people do not care what we say. They do not care what we think. They will just go and push their, their uh, agenda through regardless. Yeah, another thing I don't understand either is how all these hosts and TV people, and every time something, uh, every time the Dow goes way up or way down, it's always based on what someone says. So today they said, well, the market obviously reacted negatively to Geithner's statement about blah, and you know, it's going to be difficult. So my question is, if, if that's really true, and if the market really does listen to all these politicians when they get on the stand, no. whether it be Bernanke from the Federal Reserve or Geithner or Obama, why not just continue to BS the public like you do every single day and just say, this yeah. is going to make everything so much better, get ready for the greatest surge the market has seen in 30 years, and the market will go up. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm being partly facetious, but honestly, if what Geithner's saying on the stand really makes that much difference to the people in the stock market, mm-hmm. then just bullcrap them. Just lie. You yeah. lie all the time anyway, and the market will probably would, would have gone up 300 points instead of plummeted. Yep. You know, that's what I don't understand about it. Uh, I got a lot of questions for Rivera, and I'm glad you booked him, and I'm glad he's come on the show, man, because... Chucky Schumer. And then Chucky Schumer goes oh, out there. Chucky. Yeah, he says the Amer- American people don't care about uh, port projects and the stimulus. Of he says not. that. Well, he he's, says, yeah, he's right. Listen to this. It's incredible. That guy has no shame. Now that's ridiculous. And let me say this to all of the chattering class that so much focuses on those little, tiny, yes, porky yeah. amendments. Yeah. The American people <laughs> really don't care. Porky. The American people don't care. No, I, I'm they're a little, little tiny. Ben, you know, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't bother me that veterans are killing themselves and they can't get health care. I'd rather give 650 million dollars to the Department of Homeland Security. I mean, we have to be safe after all. <laughs> yeah. I think it's great. I think Schumer's right. I think we should probably just talk about something else. Maybe we'll talk about A-Rod when we get back on the other side, folks. Animal Farm Radio Show is on. It's live. We have a phone system. Call us. We shall return. Well, this would seem to me a good time for a break. Are gasoline and diesel fuel costs eating away your personal and business finances? Stupid question, right? What if there was a simple, low-cost, and safe engine add-on that allowed your car, SUV, pickup, or even your semi to use water as a fuel? Yes, I said water. We have the answer. Go to hydrofreedom.com now to find out how you can boost your vehicle's gas mount by 30, 50, or even 70% or more using water and gasoline together. An easy-to-assemble add-on produces HHO, a combination of hydrogen and oxygen, often called Brown's gas, and the only byproduct created is good old water. Your engine will run smoother, last longer, and have more power, better engine performance, and less harmful emissions. You may even qualify for an IRS refund just for using it. Check us out at hydrofreedom.com. Break away from the oil cartel and save money in the process. Go to hydrofreedom.com to learn more. That's www.hydrofreedom.com. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. 
Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to BraveNewBookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about BraveNewBookstore.com. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at libertystickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. News and information you can trust. You're listening to Freedom Underground Radio. Freedom. Freedom. Underground Radio. Freedom Underground Radio. AnimalFarmRadioShow.com. No, AnimalFarmShow.com is the website. Yeah, you are listening to the Animal Farm Radio it's Show. It's all the same, man. It, it, it'll just bring them to Google and then they, <laughs> they can search for it, right? <laughs> 512-879-3805 is the number to reach us. I never thought that this was going to happen uh, with the uh, with the economy and illegal immigrants actually leaving America Could you to find jobs. how this bad is, things really are? It's incredible, but this uh. is actually out of CNN. Um, <laughs> Pedro Pablo slowly folds up his American flag, flag blanket and... Uh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> Why don't you try that one again? We can't rewind tape. He stuffed it in his double bag. <laughs> <laughs> with it goes his American dream. He says, I left my family Whoops. and lost four years with them. I will ask them to forgive me. Pablo is an illegal immigrant from Guatemala who came to the United States to support his wife and five sons back home. When he arrived, construction jobs were plentiful. Over the last year, he says he worked three days. He recently boarded a bus with a one-way ticket home paid by the Guatemalan uh, consulate in Los Angeles. I thought I could get ahead here. I regret coming. Across the, <laughs> across the United States, ten of, tens of thousands of immigrants, uh, those here illegally and illegally, are facing a similar dilemma. Do they continue to search for jobs in a struggling U.S. economy or return home to an even bleaker economic situation? <laughs> we have one of them on the line right now, Ben. Yeah, he's, we do. He's calling in about his current economic uh, crisis status. <laughs> Things are very dire, and I think it's impacting those who, uh, at the very bottom, even more so. Well, of course because it's uh, rich people stealing from the poor people. You so, get 
Nothing. You lose. <laughs> That's right. Good day, sir. Yeah, day laborers are are being really, really impacted. So, yeah, another example of uh, just a crappy situation that we have here it's, in this it's, country. It's so bad even the illegals are leaving, Ben. I, I mean, how much worse could it possibly get? I, I, I shouldn't be I laughing. I should be locked up. Uh, Pyatt, your thoughts? <laughs> Go ahead. Pyatt's got, no, Pyatt has nothing. He's, he's saying, uh, who knows? Uh, well, the uh, it uh, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I think it, the only good thing I've seen so far, maybe this isn't, maybe this is just being, uh, you know, clouded up here. But the stimulus plan emerging in Washington could offer an unprecedented multi-billion-dollar boost in financial help for college students mm-hmm. who are trying to pursue a degree uh, while they ride out the recession. So uh, this is this one's out of Associated Press, and of course I will uh, remind myself, and I have to keep bookmarking things. It could also hand out billions to the states to kickstart idled campus construction projects and help prevent tu- tuition increases at a time when families can least afford them. So wow. maybe, you know, maybe not everything's bad. I'm not, we're not trying to say everything is bad, mm-hmm. but just when, when you just try to think, you know, just think as a human being what you could do with a million dollars right now, even yeah. in this uh, depressed economy, even even though the dollar is worth less uh, today one than it was 20 years ago. Dollars. Thank you, Pius. <laughs> just imagine what you could do with one million and, and yeah. just realize that one organization, which is a really bogus organization, is getting 650 Billion, mm-hmm. $650 billion. It's just, it's mind-boggling. And maybe I don't have a great grasp on economics, Ben, but it just, uh, it's obvious to me, at least in my little world, in my head, uh, that we could be doing so much more with this money if we really put it towards things that we need to, you know, fix. Obviously, we talk about problems all the time. And, you know, uh, I guess, excuse, excuse me for being the, <laughs> yeah, pardon me for being the inquisitive one, but that's just the way we are. That's what we're all about. We're just keeping things in check. So, uh, Ben, but... But, you know, it is it is what it is, like we always say, and hopefully uh, we'll get some uh, serious amendments to this bill. But you can't ask questions about it because, look, that's Amer- the way it is. Americans like pork. We're, yeah. we're used to it. That's one thing Chuck Schumer is right about. We are used to it. We're used to the BS, and it doesn't matter who's uh, who the puppet is on stage. It's the same people pulling the wires. It really is. It's yeah. sad. I'm also addicted to boobies. He goes, yeah. <laughs> he goes out there and he says, American people don't care about pork. Yeah. Well, Chucky, American people really don't give a crap about anything. That's the sad truth. Well, they really don't care know, about there, too too much, but sex and food. I think there's a lot of us that do care. You know, I mean, I don't I don't know how I would categorize it. Maybe seventy thirty in favor of thirty percent being the people who really do care. Even if I disagree with the people out there who also care, we, you know, there's so much passion when it comes to politics. Dare mm-hmm. I use that word? Or just the what's going on, current events in America. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I you know I don't buy it. I know a lot of people, even the people who we consider the sheeple. I think they do care. I just think a lot of them have been so brainwashed and so depressed. Mentally, mm-hmm. and I mean depressed from the media. Like, just get away from this. This is no good for you. Don't listen to the no, no. If you want, okay. If you want this, well, this is what it is. And then go watch sports. Yeah, you know, go, go, hot dogs, weenies, beer, and sports. But that's the crazy thing, man. I, you know, you can explain to them that the Federal Reserve's a private organization. You know, that the economic economic situation is horrible, and we're getting raped out of all our money. There's a massive re- redistribution of wealth from the poor to the rich, and they kind of just, you know, what, what did they do? I mean, they, I, I guess. Some of them don't care, but then other others do care, and they, but they don't really know what to do about it. You know what I mean? I so agree with you, Ben. It's that it's that situation. I guess it's just in a lot of cases they feel so that the situation's so helpless that it's out of their hand, and that's how they turn to their savior, Barack Obama, to help them do something about it. And and they have that hero worship of him. He's going to save everything. He's gonna he's gonna make everything better. Um, and and this the passing of this bailout with all this. Freaking pork just proves that he's part of the problem and part of the establishment that's out to to kill the people, the illegitimate government that uh, isn't doing good for the people anymore. It's doing bad for them. Yeah, I mean, I think Obama pimps white women and black women. I think a more appropriate word. I know we've always called. 
especially the presidency, we've called them the president a puppet. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, with George W. Bush, I mean, how many times have we called him a puppet? I don't, I don't think that's actually as appropriate for Barack Obama. I would call him more of a salesman. Mm-hmm. I think there's this huge team behind him <laughs> that they want X, Y, and Z, and I think Barack Obama is just the greatest salesman mm-hmm. that America has right now because of so many reasons. So I'm not going to call, call him a puppet. I'm going to call him a salesman from now on. Uh, so you know, and we talk about that and getting back to people's belief system, then we can delve into it for hours. But uh, essentially, belief system is what it's all about. A person will do whatever the belief system tells them. So they'll they'll play off apathy. They'll play off I don't care apathy. They'll play off of uh, anything that they've you know are going to regurgitate from the mainstream media. So it's difficult, man. But you know what? I, I'm I'm going to be optimistic and I'm going to say. I mean, and I actually have friends who may have been completely sheeple in the last three years, mm-hmm. and they're coming to me now and saying, Hey, did you see this documentary? Yeah. You know, did you see Sicko? Did you see blah blah blah? And I'm saying, Yeah, actually, I did. What do you think about it? And so there, there is hope. And I think as pressure starts to build on people, I think naturally people are going to start waking up or at least looking into things because nobody wants to be an idiot. Yeah. And nobody thinks that they're an idiot. They, you know, it just it just comes with the territory. So but at the same time, you mm-hmm. know, there is this and culture in America right now where it is cool to be stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you do see that a lot. It's like it is. if you go out there and you try to have an intelligent conversation, it's just like, like, what are you doing, man? Why are you why are you so like passionate and into this? And, you know, there's a lot of that that's happening. And hopefully that trend will end before we just all kill each kill ourselves. I don't, I don't know, well, man. The one, badgering me with your $10 words. I think there's a double-edged sword to be to be had here, but I think when you look at the Barack Obama presidency, you see a mass amount of people who probably wouldn't have given a rat's you know what about this election because mm-hmm. if it would have been between you know the same two politicians. I think there's a double-edged sword. A, we have Barack Obama in office, and a lot of people think he's great, and a lot of them are going to turn a blind eye towards any opposition, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, the other side of the sword is, well, a lot of people are paying attention because they have Barack Obama. So I think there's an opportunity, although I think it's a setback, I think there's an opportunity here for people to engage in conversation. Because, you know, you can't just have your friggin' Obama sticker with the peace symbol on the O yeah. and then say, well, I don't want to talk about I don't care about politics. What do you mean you don't care about politics? You, you have, you're wearing a Barack Obama shirt. Do you even know what he's doing right now? Mm-hmm. So you can use that to your advantage. I'm the man the truth and also, and right. also, and Pastor Manning also is a great tool, uh, I think, if you want to use it. Uh, Pi, why don't you play a little Pastor Manning. This way we can get people out there. Uh, you play this, these clips for people who are Barack Obama fans and it'll educate them. What do you think? I'm going to make that long-legged Mac Daddy tell me where he was born and who he is and where he came from. I, I'm going to demand the truth. I love how the people... Listen, Barack, if your birth certificate <laughs> is what it is, what's the big deal? The greatest thing is if you listen to a lot of his sermons, <laughs> people in the church with him while he's doing it, some of them just can't help but laugh because... Yeah. He's so entertaining and he's so funny. But speaking of a dumbed-down population, British teenagers, British teenagers, pardon me, have a lower IQ scores than a generation ago. We'll talk about that and much more on the other side. Animal Farm Radio Show. Don't forget, second hour, Mike Rivero on the phone. Stay tuned. You're despicable.
There are many types of storable foods, but how about a superfood that contains every nutrient that the human body needs for survival? 50% protein, Hamburger. 300 milligrams of potassium per ounce, and calcium and magnesium for your heart and bones, with many more nutrients found in this incredible food source that the government does not want you to have. This product is available in powder, seeds, and oil, and is shipped free to your door in the U.S. This product is illegal to grow in the U.S., but is legal to import. Don't waste time thinking about storing food, plan ahead and prepare for yourself and your family now and be in control of your destiny. You can save and invest your money, but in the end, food will be your greatest asset. Remember what the Word of God says in Ezekiel 719. Call 908-691-2608 and see what the powder, seeds, and oil can do for you. Remember, food will be your greatest asset. Call 908-691-2608. This product does not contain THC. Call 908-691-2608 today. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts, survivalists. The Army-Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard to find objects like real wool blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E, Military.com, with free shipping on items over $150, not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kit for just 2 99 a piece or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25. Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids and adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks or a military fuel can for only $16. Add the siphon holes for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com or call 877-608-0179. That's 877-608-0179. Call today. Gold prices are at historic highs, and with the recent pullback, this is a great time to buy. With the value of the dollar, risks of inflation, geopolitical uncertainties, and instability in world financial systems, I see gold going up much higher. Hi, I'm Tim Fry at Roberts & Roberts Brokerage. Everybody should have some of their assets in investment-grade precious metals. At Roberts & Roberts Brokerage, you can buy gold, silver, and platinum with confidence from a brokerage that specialized in the precious metals market since 1977. If you are new to precious metals, we will happily provide you with the information you need to make an informed decision whether or not you choose to purchase from us. Also, Roberts & Roberts Brokerage values your privacy and will always advise you in the event that we would be required to report any transaction. If you have gold, silver, or platinum you'd like to sell, we can convert it for immediate payment. Call us at 800-874-9760. We're Roberts & Roberts Brokerage. 800-874-9760. No rules. No taboo topics. No fear of doom. We are Freedom Underground Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. want to switch gears really quickly here before we get to Mike Rivero at the top of the hour. Um, he's doing his show right now on GCN, What Really Happened. Um, but this article out of the Associated what? Press today caught my eye. Arizona tracking prescription drug users. Arizona has launched a new computer database that tracks prescription 
Description, uh, drug usage. The information is stored in a state-managed centralized database that can be accessed by doctors and pharmacists around the, stri- the state. The uh, program, which was launched in December and is overseen by the Arizona State Board of Pharmacy, is designed to cut down on the persistent problem of prescription drug abuse. At the same time, is raising concerns among privacy rights groups that fear computer hackers or nosy health workers will access patient personal information. There is no noble goal there to stop the abuse of narcotic drugs, said Paul Stevens, Director of Policy and Advocacy for the San Diego-based Privacy Rights Clearinghouse, but obviously any database is subject to breach. So, a little food food for thought. I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, There's no profit off of people being healthy and not being on drugs, so you can't expect them to use this database for for good reasons. No, I think that's debatable, too, Ben. I mean, I know... Doesn't have one. I know that. I know the pharmacy. I know the big pharma industry is a huge one at that. I know that there's tremendous amounts of money to be made off of the unhealthy. But I I would argue too, maybe not as much. But I think there's a lot of money to be made off actual health substances and actually uh, healthy foods and healthy remedies. And you know, but the problem is it comes down to regulation and all this other nonsense. You know, we're not against pills. I'm not like a Scientologist. I believe that. Look, if you have a headache and you want to take some aspirin, that's great. And I know that sometimes you need antibiotics. I mean, look, let's be Mm -hmm. honest. But, uh, you know, we go into the restless leg syndrome area and the, you know, chronic uh, dry feet and all this stuff that they make up. for. There there is a pill for every single thing you've ever thought of or had. Or, you know, if you're you're temporarily tired one day, there's a pill for that. And meanwhile, they're going off and going crazy on the uh, uh, Michael... Phelps bong thing. I, have it's you heard getting, this, dude? Getting, you know what it is? They're arresting people? They're, well, they're arresting someone who wanted to sell the bong, which meanwhile is not illegal. Selling yeah. bongs is legal because it's considered a water pipe. Let me but... play this article, and I want to comment on yeah. it. It's just ridiculous, Go ahead there, ben. Yeah, Get her done. Michael Phelps tonight. Good evening. I'm Ben Hoover. Thanks for joining us, everybody. I'm Dondi Mercer-Plank. Richland County deputies have made a number of arrests during the investigation of a party where a now infamous picture of Olympic champion Michael Phelps was taken. In that photo, Phelps appears to be smoking marijuana. Senior reporter Jack joins us now tonight with more on the story. Jack. Well, Ben and Dondi, officially, uh, Richland County Sheriff Leon Lott is not commenting on the status of this investigation, and no criminal charge has been filed against Phelps at this time. But the Sheriff's Department has been working on this case since Lott told us a week ago he would try to determine whether Phelps broke the law. As we said, at 6, the party took place in November at a house on Blossom Street near Five Points. This was where someone snapped the photo of Phelps taking a hit on a marijuana pipe called a bong. Oh, man, that's so funny. Just because Phelps is a celebrity. Well, we've now learned that investigators began building their case. They've made eight arrests, seven for drug possession, one for distribution. They're getting high. These are arrests that resulted after the sheriff's department served search warrants. We've also learned the department found and confiscated that bong. My sources tell me the owner of the bong, who was not at the party, was trying to sell it on eBay for as much as $100,000. He is now one of the eight who has been charged. Why is he arrested, though? The sheriff's department. I, you know, I want to just... know why. How could you bring up a criminal charge of someone selling a bong? It's not an illegal... Man, wrong with smoking weed. There's, it, there's <laughs> nothing illegal with selling a bong. It's completely legal, unless it has drugs with it associated. But, Didn't know? they lock up uh, Tommy Chong for selling bongs? They did. So yes. there's some clause in there that that doesn't let them uh, sell bong for whatever yeah, you reason. You can go to just... a head shop and buy a bong on the street if you find one. I, I'm just stating the facts. I just don't know. Pine's going to give me a message saying why I'm wrong. But uh, <laughs> in the meantime, while he does it, I want to play again my new Obama song. Uh, this way, we just kind of you know relieve the tension here on the Animal Farm. There you go. 
Uh, it's not playing. Why isn't it playing? I don't understand. But anyways, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they're, great, they're, great they're going job, crazy. Tony. Everybody's getting the, you know, pu- uh, prescription drugs, know, and they're and they're turning into zombies. Meanwhile, they're they're you know going after this Olympic swimmer who's like one of the greatest oh. Olympians in the history of the world, and uh, and and going after him for for weed and freaking arresting. Maybe that's why he got so many medals because he smoked weed. Maybe that's why there, you know, that's why there, there's criminals on every freaking <laughs> corner because we're worrying about a, a an Olympic athlete smoking reefer. Get yeah. over it, you know. Spend money on something more important. Exactly. Oh yeah, Pyth was telling me. Something about uh, you know selling the marijuana pipe called the bong over state lines or something along those li- those oh, okay. lines. That makes sense. Hey, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. Either way, I know it's not illegal to sell a bong. I mean, and it's a it's it. a water pipe, by the way. It's a it, yeah, you, you bring a bong to a counter and you say, "I'd like this bong." They say, yeah, so now, no, 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 no. This anyway, is a water pipe. Shut the. F- as I so uh, you know ungloriously failed uh, with my previous attempt, here we are. You failed miserably. <laughs> the man speaks from the heart. Obama! That's right. Pastor Manning. Where would we be without the Pastor Manning clips on the Animal Farm? My God, we probably would be on real radio. Anyway, uh, new research here, Ben, staying on the health news. A uh, new gel out there, a new gel, protects women from AIDS virus, apparently. I gel. saw this. This is great. You know, there's actually a lot of what? positive health news that I'm, I wanted to talk about. Maybe today is it's too late. I mean, we're going to have a referral on soon, but there's this DCA, dichloroacetate. Uh, apparently, it's a cure for cancer or has something to do with that. There's also the J- Japan scientists now identifying a cancer-suppressing enzyme, and now I'll talk about the new tool. Uh, or I'll talk about the gel, but there's also a new tool that predicts women's outcome in breast cancer. So this is why I get really skeptical when I look at these huge... Huge big pharma companies. I'm like, hmm. So we really haven't found a cure for cancer yet, really? I mean, are you really serious? It's There's nothing that we could do to cure. Can't come yeah. on. So we have to radiate people. That's the only way we can fight this. Give well, me it's a really break, funny, man. It's a, come on. It's funny that you mentioned this because I was on uh, yes. QuickTime.com today looking at some new movie trailers, and, and one of the documentaries that's coming out is called a Be- The Beautiful Truth, A Beautiful Truth, I believe, and it's all about the cancer cancer myth and how there are actually cures out there. But uh, people aren't allowed to practice those cures because it's against the law, essentially. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's and they talk about, of course, how there's no profit in people being healthy and et cetera, et cetera. A good so. documentary, Ben. I'm not sure if you've checked it out. It's uh, it's with that way back in the day. I think it's the 40s or the 50s. That guy Hoxie, H-O-X-E-Y or something. He was this guy who came you know came up with this potion, you know, that was supposed to be tincture. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, like they're supposed to cure cancer. It's supposed to be this cure. Now he was real adamant about it. Now he was obviously uh, he was <laughs> completely all over the media, but of course they tried to defraud him and they tried to get all over his case. It turned out that he had these these things called Hoxie clinics. And I think to this day they still do exist. It's it's illegal in America to have a Hoxie clinic. Basically what the documentary is all about is these clinics, they bring you in as someone who has cancer and they kind of detox you. They give you all these natural ingredients and they get you away from salt, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, these these things you can check it out for yourself. Mm-hmm. The point is it, you know is that every time someone even comes close or has this idea that there could be a, a better method than radiating your entire body or the area that has the cancer, yeah. you're, you're just immediately called a nutcase, a conspiracy, you know, whatever the case may be. And uh, these oh, clinics shit, to this honey, day, 
they've had great success from what I understand in the past with a lot of people. You know, they bring you in. It's like a mental rehabilitation, but also physically. They detox your entire body, and they give you only you know organic ingredients, fresh vegetables, fruits, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but check it out. H-O-X-E-Y, I believe, is how you spell it. You were telling me also about uh, cancer prevention stuff in, in terms of acid and alkaline, right? There's Well, there's a lot of uh, – apparently there's a lot of research saying that, yes, the, the – uh, I guess the alkalineness of your body, mm-hmm. the, the pH of your body dictates yeah. if you can get cancer. I don't know if that's true, but I haven't done enough research. And, you know, even the hockey thing, I mean, I think he actually ended up needing to get a certain, he, I think he actually ended up getting cancer. He needed to get a certain type of other radiation. It's not that there's one only good way. I'm not saying he was, you know, true or false. It's just that every time we come to a different idea or a different conclusion, the FDA or a la the government, they just yeah. make it illegal and now you could only get only go to a hoxy clinic in like Mexico or Canada or anywhere outside the United States. So it's it's an interesting documentary. I think it's worth a watch just to get in the mind frame that, you know, there's such control. The medical industrial complex isn't talked enough right close to enough as the military industrial complex is and I think it should be. But anyway, finally research now it's the dumbing down of America yeah. that's happening right now. It really is. And uh, you know I, I want to know answers, and I'm sick and tired of, you know, I've, look, I've lost family members family members to cancer, and it's a tragic, and it's a whole horrible thing, and I hope I never have to go through it again, but it's yeah. happening every single day. Uh, but, you know, once again. Let me pour some <clears throat> liquor out to Aaron Russo as well. Yeah, of course, Aaron did late. Aaron Russo, but you know, let's, let's keep spending uh, half a trillion dollars or half whatever on uh, DHS. They need a new, they need a new building. They have to do more research <laughs> on, you know, terrorism. Uh, anyway, gels to protect women from infection with the AIDS virus have shown hints that uh, they may work. Researchers said on Monday, but two studies show that men who take powerful HIV cocktails can still pass the virus on their semen, even if it cannot be found in the blood. Studies presented at a meeting of AIDS in Canada show slow progress in finding ways to slow the pandemic of a deadly human immunodeficiency virus, which infects 33 million people globally, 33 million, and which has wow. killed 25 million. Dr. Salim Abdul Karim of the Center of AIDS Program of Research in South Africa and colleagues tested a gel made by Massachusetts-based Endevas Pharmaceuticals called PRO2000 or Pro2000 in women. They are trying to find a micro by side, I think, or, or a gel or cream that women and perhaps men can use to protect against the AIDS virus when their partners cannot or will not use a condom. Pro 2000 reduced the rate of HIV infection by one-third, they told the meeting. This is the first study that now shows that we have a promising candidate, Karim told News Conference. So there's a little bit of de- development there, and I have so much more in front of me, Ben, but it seems like we're not, not even it was, close it to was, having... It uh, was very uh, interesting, I guess I should say. Oh, that's the altar, <laughs> Ben. The altar, oh, Ben. Oh, boy. But no, Ben, I mean, look, you know, call me nuts, man. But it, it really seems to me, based on all the business and money that is being made, it just seems like the, there is no real rush for cures to anything, especially cancer, which yeah. is a tremendous, tremendous amount of money is spent well, on cancer centers and cancer radiation and cancer therapies and cancer, you know, how many cancer centers are in New York alone? Yeah. Sloan Kettering, you know, that's a huge one. Yeah. So all over the place and so much money is made off of it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's 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 crazy. And and then think about that article or that the actual clip where the lady actually goes out on the news and says that China is our best friend right now because they're poisoning our food and our paint. In, a, in children's toys, and if they weren't poisoning our food and our paint in children's toys, uh, then yeah, the prices would have to be raised. We should raised. be happy. Yeah, we, we should, should be happy <laughs> that they're poisoning us and the prices oh, are so goodness. low. It's ridiculous, man. All right, folks, a little bit of a break here. When we come back, hopefully Michael Rivera will join us on the other side, and hopefully we'll get some more insight, some great insight, I should say, on the economic status of America. Stay tuned, folks. Animal Farm Show will return.
Can you believe there are forces that don't want you to hear Freedom Underground Radio? No! We are forward-thinking individuals, pioneers of new media and digital space. FU Radio represents truth without fear. We are always finding new and unique ways to inform people. You can help. Visit our donations page and keep Freedom Underground Radio the pulse of new media. Warning. 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 Underground Radio is habit-forming. 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 Use the truth carefully. Good afternoon. In the past few weeks, through our national hotline, we have collected hundreds of names of suspected terrorists, and I'm proud to say that most of these calls have come from high school and college students nationwide. <laughs> In fact, we received over 475 calls alone regarding this man. My balls is Harry. <laughs> received calls regarding such nefarious terrorists as Grabber Booby <laughs> and Haida Salami and let this be a message to you Haida Salami we will not play your dangerous game we are also currently searching for a man we believe to be an Al-Qaeda lieutenant who's been Farteen his <laughs> cousin been 14, and their close companion, Ajit Madror. <laughs> Question over there. Uh, is, is there a way to identify who's been 14? Uh, our op operatives have picked up his scent. Also, according to our intelligence, he is targeting gas refineries and fertilizer plants, and oddly enough, baked bean canneries. <laughs> He is a silent but deadly killer. Hey, uh, what, can, what can you tell us about uh, Ajit Madrurs? We're told that when he was fleeing the scene of his last attack, he left skid marks. He, he is extremely dangerous. Our sources say that he is plotting to attack New York City, the New York City sewer system, with what we believe is to be a dirty bomb. <laughs> Do you have any other names you're willing to release? Yes. Please call our hotline at once if you have any information regarding the following men. Shavir Bush. Al-Suka <laughs> Queer. Most have a rod up your pooper. got that right. I want to fool you. You, you stroke it, I'll watch, and I'll pull my dick out. Who we believe will be targeting certain adult bookstores sometime in the near future. And this man, the notorious Ulik Medik. A.K.A. you wanna medik. A.K.A. you sugamadik. Uh, thank you. That is all. And live from New York, it's Saturday night.
Thank you for joining us. Of course, it is the Animal Farm Radio Show, 512-879-3805. Hello, Pyatt. It is Ben, it is Pyatt, and it is myself, which I think is Tony, and we are so glad you? that you have joined us and uh, are tuning into this incredible broadcast. We will go to the phones before Mike Rivera joins us. Hopefully he will. And, of course, uh, with our phone systems, keep in mind, folks, we're going to just call out area codes because we don't really have names right now, but uh, 213 area codes on the Animal Farm. What's on your mind? Hello? Oh, I'm sorry. This is Michael Rivero. Oh, is my so Mike? We were expecting you to call from a different area code. Yeah, we thought you were uh, we thought you were Hawaii, Mike. Well, you know what, Mike? You know what it is, Mike? We just. Uh, need... I'm, I'm... No, I, I have a 213 uh, area phone number that I use for the radio show work, and it, 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 you know, it just dawned on me, yes, you're, you're actually talking to me, but um, thank you for having me on your show. Oh, Mike, it's oh, great. We, we wanted See, to... we, were, we, were, we weren't, uh, we were going to be prepared, and we were going to play your music well, you intro and everything. We're already, we already got covered our pants down, Ben. Why don't you just play it right now? Go ahead. All right, we'll play it. <laughs> Typical Mike animal. Mike Rivero, ladies and gentlemen. Woo-hoo! All right. Yes. All right. All right, folks. Oh, Michael, thank you for joining us. And I want to just preface the whole conversation with our little uh, kind of custom phone system here. It's a bit of a delay. So, you know, you say something, and about two seconds later, I get to hear it. So just keep that in mind. We'll try not to step on another. And uh, really quick, Mike, do you want us to tell, us, uh, tell folks listening a little bit about your show? Well, the radio show, what really happened is carried on the Genesis Communication Network. We are on every weeknight from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Time and on Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Time. It is an outgrowth, of course, of our website, whatreallyhappened.com, which has been around for, I'm actually, long enough where I'm beginning to forget when we started it. We started it in 1994 as a response to the death of White House Deputy Counsel Vincent Foster. It has grown since then, and especially in the last year when we moved to a new server, a new software system, uh, it's getting really, really large, and there's there's a tremendous amount of community support. And the basic message is that we want a government and a media that will tell us the truth about what's going on in the world so that we may make good choices about the future direction of the company, Great. the country. So, Mark, uh, tell us what happened with this stimulus bill being passed in the Senate today. Uh, what, what really happened with it? What is the deal with it? And, and you know, what kind of earmarks and pork are inside of it? Well, it is mostly earmarks and pork, and I don't think it's even fair to call it a stimulus bill anymore. I mean, certainly looking at the way Wall Street reacted to its passage today, they're not feeling particularly stimulated. Um, And it's a spending bill. It's not a stimulus bill. I mean, they've got stuff in there for everybody's favorite little agenda is getting money out of this deal, you know, money for condoms, money for a computer center to study global warming, money for all these other things, none of which really have a direct bearing on the economy. It's just looting the public treasury. And if you're all, you know, feeling a little bit heavier today than you were yesterday, it's because you've had another $9,000 in debt dropped on you because ultimately all this money that's going out, you know, $800 billion here, a trillion there, $1.5 trillion, which is the next one that's coming up. They're already announcing it. All of that money is expected to be returned to the Federal Reserve by the taxpayers in the coming years. And what this means is taxes are going to go up. The benefits and services we get for those taxes will go down because we're just repaying all these loans. And that means a major decline in the standard of living for the American people in order to pay for a bunch of failures by uh, investment companies and banks and certainly all these derivatives 
which should never have been allowed to run as far out of control as they did. We know the Securities and Exchange Commission has not been paying attention to the uh, game playing on Wall Street because obviously Bernie Madoff got away with it for all those years to the tune of $50 billion. And today they've announced the uh, chief of enforcement for the SEC is stepping down. Well, duh, but it doesn't really help the fact that those derivatives that are out there are the real core of the problem. And the government is borrowing money to give to the banks. And, and the way I like to put it, when people say, what do you think of the bailouts? They say, well, the bailouts really come down to, if you take out all the, the, the little uh, niceties and just distill it down to its essence, they're taking a trillion dollars from the American people to give to the banks so the banks can loan it back to the American people at interest. And that's really what they're talking about doing when they talk about easing the credit crunch is taking money from the American people so the banks can loan it back to us. Is it so it's, it's a complete catastrophe. <laughs> is, it, is it a crazy notion for them to give it to the American people so that the American people can pay back their loans that they have on the banks and then the banks could, could get stimulated that way? Is that I mean, that may sound a little bit socialist or whatever, however you want to label it, but is that a crazy notion? No, it's not crazy at all, and it's not even socialist. It would make sense if they're going to go to this extreme of, of money that the best way to do it is to just cut taxes. If they were to cut federal taxes to the American people, we could pay our credit cards. That would solve the credit crisis. We could pay our mortgages. That would solve the mortgage crisis. Everything would be running along smoothly. Now, with a 50% across-the-board cut of federal taxes, it means we'd have to live without certain things, like going around the world killing brown people, which is a sacrifice I, for one, am willing to make. But it's the one thing our government will not do is cut back on the defense spending or cutting back on the money that's going to Israel so they can kill brown people. And it's absolutely insane because we could fix the economy overnight by just taking some of the taxes off the American people. The real irony of this right now is they're taking all this money from the American people to give to these companies that are complaining that the American people aren't paying their bills. But they're not writing off those Americans' bills. So we still owe those credit card bills and those mortgages, plus we now owe the money that Barack Obama and George Bush have borrowed to give to those companies on our behalf. So our debts are doubling and tripling, and there's no relief for us, and there's no bailout for us. And uh, somebody sent a riddle into my website earlier today, and I used it on my show last hour, and it is, you know, how many bailouts does it take for that light bulb to appear over your head to let you know that you've been screwed. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it, Mike. I mean, we've talked about this, and ever since these bailouts started, you know, obviously you've covered it on your, your show, and we've covered it on our, and all these hosts that we are friends and we network with, we've all covered this. And Ron Paul and so many people out there in, in, the, in, in the government, over and over and over again, we see the same results after all these bailouts, and they're trying to sell it again. And I was saying earlier in the show, and I'm not sure if you would agree, I think Barack Obama is one of the greatest salesmen in the world, because he's convinced people. I mean, he had people convinced before the election that they were they weren't going to have to work anymore that somehow that Barack Obama was going to help them pay off their mortgages I mean people have these these delusions and these expectations that are out of the world but back on the economy and I have a lot of questions and I, I kind of want to start with some of the more basic things because my knowledge of economics honestly Mike is is pretty poor and I'm, I'm openly willing to announce that but there's two different bills one of them right now at least up up till a couple hours ago is 819 billion and the Senate version is 838 billion but apparently there's differences between the the two versions, and there needs to be a conference committee. Can you speak about that and, and kind of educate me more about that, or no? 
Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, in short, uh, under the Constitution, all revenue bills have to originate in the House of Representatives because that's where the poorer politicians wind up. And it was deemed by George Washington and, and uh, the founding fathers that if revenue origination was handled by the uh, uh, less wealthy portion of Congress, that there'd be an automatic fiscal control. It didn't work out that way, but that was the theory. So the House passes a revenue bill. Then the Senate will modify it and adapt it. Then they'll get together and iron out their differences. And then the uh, joint resolution goes to the president for signature and then becomes law. And it seems as though, and a lot of people speculate, and it seems like it's going to be way over a trillion. Not, it's not going to be the the calm 800 and, and change billion. It seems like we're looking at over a trillion dollars. Can you speak about that? Well, you know, to, to sort of uh, bring a, an old Washington saying up to date, a trillion here and a trillion there, and soon you're talking some real money. But the reality is that uh, the U.S. government has borrowed and spent more money in the last four months than the cost of every war we've ever fought in, the entire NASA space program. Uh, it is just an obscene amount of money, and they're spending it like there's no tomorrow. And that may be one theory here is that they realize they can't save it, so this is the way they're going to loot the nation, put the money in their own pocket, and skedaddle when it collapses, leaving the American people stuck with the, you know, the empty tickets and the, and the debts. Mike, I want to ask you... Uh, boom, yeah. brother! Of course, that's the wonderful pie. I want to ask you about the possible, uh, you know, the merger with the United States, Canada, and Mexico, the possible Amero. But before I do, I mean, we started the show off with the obvious news of this Senate passing. And just one little thing that, that really gets to me amongst all the pork and the nonsense within the bill is the Department of Homeland Security gets $650 million of this huge stimulus for a new, whatever it is, a new uh, place to conduct their business. And meanwhile, we've... we've <laughs> a new place to install. Us. And we've documented over the past month, the past six months, the past two years on our show alone about how veterans are literally killing themselves because they're not g be given medical aid. And this is one topic, Mike, mm -hmm. I'm sure enrages you. I listen to your show often. It enrages all of us here. And this is the kind of thing that I think is important to go to your fellow friends and family members and say, look at this. I mean, can we not spare 10 little million dollars for veterans' health across the country? You know, can we not get them the bullet bulletproof vests and the right vehicles in the war? But anyway... Uh, that's just a it rant. I, I apologize. Any comment on that, Mark? Mike, excuse me. Well, uh, <laughs> Mike, the, uh, I know the, the rant is, Forty and is slip. definitely the uh, the rant is definitely on target. Uh, one story that just came out today, as you know, the state of California has run out of money. They're starting to, to issue IOUs for the various entitlement programs. A lot of the banks are refusing to take them, so we've got this specter of these nursing homes that have got patients in them on Medi-Cal, and the Medi-Cal payments have stopped, and these nursing homes are just turning these 80-, 90-year-old people out onto the street. Yeah. And they've got no place to go. They don't have family, and some of them are starting to die. I mean, that's how ugly it's getting. And, yes, today's Senate bill had money to hand out condoms. It had $7 billion for a supercomputer center to study global warming. It's got all these favorite pork projects where everybody gets a ton of money where they get to sit and play with it for a while. And, meanwhile, the America as a whole, the American people, we are invisible to the government right now. We, we don't exist to them. Our problems are not their problems, and that's why they don't care about the elderly being kicked out of the nursing homes, and they don't care about the fact that the suicide rate in our military is at an all-time high as these people figure out that we're the bad guys in this war. And they, they, the government doesn't care. I'm beginning to think that the primary qualification to be in government is to be a sociopath. 
because only a sociopath <laughs> can go on doing what they're doing and not feel the pain they're causing to everybody else around them. Yeah. Mike, uh, let me ask you this. Oh, is, you're right. That's right. This, these hundreds of billions of dollars, are these going to be printed from the Federal Reserve, or are they going to? Are they actually substantive money that's, uh, that we're actually going to use? Are we going to have to deal with inflation in regards to well, this? Well, it's a, it's, 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 a, it's a combination. A lot of the money is uh, uh, just really uh, numbers that are typed into a computer register. So that it doesn't really exist even as a printed form. Uh, some of the money will be printed up because it has to go into circulation as it, as it pays salaries and stuff out of these various programs. Uh, but the reality is uh, by treating it as a loan and sticking the debt onto the American people, they're able, at least on the books, to sort of keep the inflationary pressures under control. That, too, will only work for a small time because sooner or later the money does go into circulation. And when it does and you've got too much uh, money chasing too few goods and services, prices are going to start going up because prices always rise to absorb the available capital. And uh, that will even overcome the fact that demand for a lot of stuff has dropped. Uh, at some point, the inflation is going to catch up with us. We're facing a choice of default on the U.S. debt or hyperinflation. Hey, all right, Mike, hang on one second. we got a break. Much more on the other side. A lot of questions. Thank you for joining us, and we shall return with Mike Rivera. Stay tuned, folks. Storable food. Storable food. HempUSA.org has an inexpensive, nutritionally dense, high-frequency food. Hemp, known around the world, will boost your immune system and increase energy levels. Detoxifies the body and reduces junk food cravings. Burns fat and builds muscle and is easy to digest, non-allergenic, and gluten-free. Can be made into smoothies, breads, muffins, pancakes, cookies, you name it. The entire planet should make this a staple food in their diet. The seeds will scrape the colon wall. The powder will feed the body vital minerals. And the oil will clean the arterial walls and feed the brain. Try our powder, seeds, and oil today. Call 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org. That's 908-691-2608 at HempUSA.org. Remember, vacuum packaging this food will have at least a five-year shelf life stored in a cool, dark, dry place. Holidays are coming, and this would make a perfect gift for friends and family. Call today, 908-691-2608 at HempUSA.org. And remember, let your food be your medicine, and your medicine be your food. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at libertystickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. 
Now, you and your friends and family can enjoy the cleanest, most delicious, and healthy drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, while leaving in the beneficial and nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote lakes and streams. The optional PF2 filters even remove fluoride. The Berkey Light LED, with its rechargeable lighting system, can be used as a nightlight or camp light. To view or purchase your Berkey water system and replacement filters, please visit Freedom Underground Radio's website homepage at WFURadio.com and click the Berkey banner. Once again, that's WFURadio.com and click the Berkey water banner. Not yet available in Iowa. Online, all the time. Your gateway to the world. Freedom Underground Radio. I encourage you to refer to this program frequently. Freedom Underground Radio. That's right, folks. It is the Animal Farm Radio Show returning, 512-879-3805. We'd like some money. That's absolutely right. We'd love some money. If you do want to give us some money, the donate button is at the top right of our webpage, which is animalfarmshow.com. You can give us a couple bucks if you like what you're hearing. If you don't, well, then don't give us anything. Anyway, we have Mike Rivero on the line. He's been really great. Mike, uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, we're obviously talking about the economy. It's the big news going on right now. Uh, once again, whatreallyhappened.com is his website. Folks, check it out. His show is phenomenal. It's on GCN Radio Network. But I wanted to lead back in. Before we go to your phone calls, everybody holding, please hold. You know, please be patient. I wanted to ask you, Mike, about the um, the Amero because it's been a lot. I know there's been a lot of talk about it you know, months and months ago. Then it kind of cooled down, North American Union, that whole thing. And now it seems like it's coming back on the stove. And do you think, basically, uh, that this whole crisis is going to be used to keep pushing the North American Union agenda? And do you think the Amero will be a reality within the next six months. The, the, the problem is that any time there's any kind of a crisis, everybody is pushing their own agenda, whether it's really valid to or not. I think a really good example would be the, the wildfighters that are down there in uh, Australia is a good Rorschach test because, I mean, the horrible fires, turns out a lot of them are arson, a lot of people have died, and it's a terrible tragedy. But you've got this uh, Australian uh, clergyman who is saying the fires are punishment by God for uh, Australia liberalizing their abortion laws. You've got Rupert Murdoch <laughs> insisting that it's an Islamic terrorist attack. And, of course, you've got the global warming people out there saying this is proof that the earth is warming up and so forth and so on. So in our current economic crisis, we're going to find everybody who's got a plan to move forward thinking to themselves, how can I use this to serve my agenda? Yes, there are globalists. And they're trying to use this to, like, say, well, we need to have a North American Union, then we've got to merge with the European Union, then we've got to merge with this, and how wonderful the world will be if it's all under one government. And the problem I have with that is every time I hear the phrase global governance or global order, that's what Hitler wanted. That's what Alexander the Great wanted. That's what Stalin wanted. That's what Pol Pot wanted. Every time you get one of these maniacs, and we seem to get them about every 50, 60 years, somebody is saying the world would be much better if it was all controlled by one person, and by the way, I volunteer. 
And, (laughs) you know, the issue there is globalism is in part why we're in such a mess right now, because uh, national boundaries are kind of like the fire doors in a building or the watertight hatches in a ship. They're there to contain an accident. If you have all the fire doors closed or all the watertight doors closed, if there's a fire in one room, the building doesn't burn down, like that right. one we saw in China the of other course, day. Of course, yes. If you've got all the watertight doors closed, a hole in one part of the hull won't sink the entire ship. But if you've got somebody who says, let's block those fire doors open because we can get around the building faster, or the same thing with the, the hatches, the first accident comes along, wipes everything out. And so we're seeing it. We've, the economic collapse of the mortgage-backed securities in the United States is dragging down China, dragging down France, dragging down Iceland yeah. to the point where they've kicked out their government. And so selling more globalism as the solution to this is going to be a very tough sell. Now, as far as the North American Union is concerned, I know it's been talked about, but I'm not sure how Canada would feel about linking up to the U.S. given our current indebtedness. And, uh, you know, I mean, as I was pointing out on my show earlier today, the illegal immigrants from Mexico are already heading back over the border. Things are so bad here. So Mexico may not even want to uh, link up with us uh, given how much trouble that we're in. And as far as the Amero itself, the uh, the website that is producing those coins and notes, uh, it, they're producing it as kind of a novelty item. It's not an officially sanctioned, contracted by anybody coin. It's something they come up with, and it's a very good-looking set of coins. But if you read the fine print on the website very carefully, it's just something they've created to illustrate the idea that there may be a common North American currency. Mm-hmm. That's a yes. Great answer, great answer, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, folks, we'll take a short break. When we get back, your phone calls with Mike Rivera. Stay tuned. You're on the Animal Farm Radio Show. As Jefferson said, dissension's the greatest form of patriotism. You will get good government when you pay attention and hold their feet to the fire. If you don't do that, you will get bad government. I am a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a real American. seen the collector's coins you've seen the decorative plates now experience the barack obama sexual stimulus package this embroidered red white and blue package comes complete with a vast array of things sure to stimulate your senses and tantalize your tax base 
As any couple knows, you can't just surge into a sexual situation. That's why the Barack Obama Sexual Stimulus Package comes with a limited edition compact disc of John Ashcroft's Let the Eagle Soar. Let the Eagle Soar Like she's never soared before This sensual music track will get you and your lover in the mood for your very own private invasion. Once you and your hubby are in the proper mood, slip on a few Capital Crony brand condoms and let the fun begin. Start out by using the romantic Barack Obama Iron Fist of Justice. This Iron Fist of Justice rotates at a clear 35 RPMs and is sure to get your significant other the liberation they crave. Create your very own signing statements today by using the more subtle and gentle attachment known as the presidential pen. Of course, any Barack Obama sexual stimulus package wouldn't be complete without something to soften the blowback. That's why the package comes with a bottle of Animal Farm brand lubrication and an embroidered towel with the letters B-H-O for cleanup. Have change in your sex life today. Call us for your very own Barack Obama sexual stimulus package. Because once you go Barack, you'll never go back. Right, folks, we are back. It is the age of Obama. We are here. We are live. We are talking to Michael Rivero of WhatReallyHappened.com. His show airs on GCN Radio Network from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., right? 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. 7 p.m., I'm sorry. One hour show. Eastern Standard Time. Michael, sorry for the flubs. All kinds of mental problems here with me. Uh, thank you once again for joining us. We're going to take some phone calls. Is that, is that cool with you? Are you jiving with that? Is that cool? I'm absolutely cool with that. Before we do that, however, I'm already cool. getting emails uh, through my website from people who are tuned into the show, and we got one question here. Do you think that the U.S. stimulus bills will eventually affect the entire world economy? My answer would be yes, but probably yes. not in the way it's hoped. Okay, great. Excellent. Excellent. Yes, absolutely. If you get more questions, do bring them to air because we we're here for the information. Anyway, we do go to the phones, 512-879-3805. Questions, once again, no profanity because we will kick you off, <laughs> even though this is satellite radio. There are no stupid questions, just stupid people. we got area code 315 on the Animal Farm. Speak your mind. Hello, guys. How's it going? Uh, hello, Mike. Hello. I have a couple questions. I'll try to be quick. Uh, Mike, listen, I, I've listened to you and... Uh, your radio station, uh, GCN, for years, really. Uh, and I've, I've heard you say over and over that you really wanted Ron Paul. Uh, near the end, I, I, I really ha wasn't able to listen to you for much longer. I, I didn't. I don't know that you exactly supported Obama, but I heard you say many times he was the lesser of two evils. Um, I was wondering, do you still feel that way, one? And two, Why? I still feel that way uh, because of uh, John McCain's past with the Keating situation. Uh, the reality is, and I think Barack Obama already demonstrated that with his first press Obama. conference, uh, the presidency is not, uh, you know, all that powerful anymore. I mean, he was asked about whether he was going to uh, go back to allowing the coffins of our war dead to be brought in during the daytime. And instead of saying yes or even no, he said, well, he's got to consult with the Pentagon and defense experts and blah, blah, blah. In other words, he dodged the issue entirely. 
So this is basically telling us that, that he's not as in charge as we would like to believe. He's, he's kind of a front man. He's put out there so that we can all say, ooh, we've got this wonderful president. Uh, but he's, he's definitely he's got some limits on him. And I think that was illustrated rather crudely by Rahm Emanuel with that knuckle-crackling uh, gaffe that took place where, you know, Rahm is clicking his knuckles and Barack says, please don't do it, it's annoying. And Rahm just sort of leans over and cracks his knuckles right there next to Barack Obama's head. And it's a very childish and immature thing to do. But in the context of a presidential meeting, Rahm Emanuel was sending a signal to the rest of the world, I'm really in charge of this White House. So, you know, uh, you come to me. And, you know, Barack Obama is not acting as I hoped he would, which was, you know, another John Kennedy where he's going to say, okay, I am the boss now and I'm going to do what I think is right. Uh, He's still, you know, trying to work too hard to build consensus among all the various uh, political factions. He's loaded up his administration with all these Clinton administration holdovers. And, you know, I don't need to point out that his immediate uh, staff and cabinet is rather heavily biased towards a particular uh, religious ethnic political group. And, uh, you know, that is inevitably going to color his views of Middle East policy. Thank you very much for the call. Um, 315. Yes, 315. JJ, I uh, think it was JJ. We don't really yeah. know. We would keep his, keep his avatar. I'm not a number. I'm a free man. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike, isn't there a problem, though, when, when you do endorse Barack Obama? I am not a number. I am a person. <laughs> and, he, and he puts forth these ideas that... <laughs> That's quiet. And we put forth, he puts forth these ideas that we should st- pass these stimulus bills. Aren't we hiring a salesman that's going to ruin our country? Isn't that the danger in endorsing somebody like this? Uh, you know, absolutely. But, you know, when he was running and campaigning, we had no way of knowing what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just had the past records of the candidates to look at. And the past record of John McCain, I, I'm convinced that if McCain were our president right now, he would probably be even worse for the country. We can't really know. We could play what-if games, you know, uh, uh, for the rest of our lives. The bottom line is Obama, for good or bad or indifferent, is the president. We, the people, have got to look at what the government is doing to us and decide what we're going to do about it. We can't just sit on our rear and, and hope that the government will pass us by and leave us alone because that's not going to happen. Right. And, and I think, Are you ready for a war? Yeah. And I think <laughs> in closing, I mean, Mike, basically, I think we can say that uh, your expectations of Obama have, have changed or at least uh, have, have been, been different since he's been in office. In other words, you, you expected a different result than what we're getting today. Could that be said, true or false? That's called insurance. Oh, that is absolutely true. I, disappointment has definitely, you know, definitely uh, settled in around Barack Obama, and not just from me. Even a lot of his strongest supporters are scratching their heads and saying, this isn't what we thought we were going to get with change we could believe in or hope or yes, we can. It really is more of the same thing to the point where a lot of people are starting to call him Obushma. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. And I think that's why what we were talking about before you came on the air tonight, Mike, is that's why I think there is such a huge double-edged sword that we're playing now. We have the fanaticism surrounding this man and the Masson- you know, the Messiah that is Obama and the people who are just going to follow him no matter where. But now we also can use the political awareness to keep talking. And now political discussion, I think, more now than ever, maybe in this country's history, is not something that people will fray away from. Maybe now you won't get that stupid thing like, oh, I don't like politics. Well, you know what? He's a cult item now, and now you can talk about political issues, I think, a little bit more easily. Anyway, back to the phones. Thanks for the call. 315, of course, I think that was JJ. Uh, 512-879-3805. We go to 443 area code. I think it's Maryland. You're on the air. 
Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. How's it going? How's it going? Going fine. Hey, Mike, I want to jump on that same logic. If you were going to pick the lesser of the two evils, who would you rather have, Hitler or Stalin? <laughs> Boy, that is a Whoa. rough one, and I'm going, to, I'm going to have to cop out here and say that I haven't studied the two of them well enough to really know because, uh, you know, uh, both of them were really – really jerks and i remember at the height of the campaign during last year and somebody said uh, you know we we've, we're down to john mccain and, and barack obama you know uh, how are you voting and i said for immediate secession <laughs> that was good caller any last so minute thoughts Mark? I, I i don't know i mean you know hey i used to drive a volkswagen what can i tell you <laughs> all right I guess, uh, okay, hung up. Oh, thank you for the call. It's a, I think the, the point of the question, you know, maybe it's it's somewhat half-joking, half-not. But, yeah, I mean, look, I was listening to your show, I think, the very day. I was sometime in the middle of October, late October. And, yeah, I mean, I understand the logic, and a lot of my friends would also give me that logic. Well, you know, who, who are you going to vote for? Lesser of two evils. And, of course, I, I don't buy into that. That's not the way I look at any election or especially the right to vote. I, I think that's ridiculous uh, logic, frankly. And I said, well, I'm going to either vote for myself or Ron Paul if I I can, and I ended up having to vote for Nader because they didn't have a, a, a write-in at the uh, voting station. But, you know, look, you're voting, and I personally, I think your vote is a statement. And lesser two evils is probably n nowhere to be when it comes to an election, uh, especially if the two candidates, at least in my mind, I, I was seeing through a lot of the things. I mean, Barack Obama, I think on a few occasions, Mike, and I'll let you comment, he would say, that, yeah, the war in Iraq was unwise, and, you know, it was a bad idea. But, you know, Ron Paul would go out there and say, you know, we have to withdraw. We have to substitute spending billions. We have to withdraw from the 130-plus bases across the world. And I thought that he would go on the line. He would say exactly what he thought, where Barack Obama would just kind of flow with the tide. But not to criticize, it's just a, a, you know something that I noticed. But uh, either way, do uh, you want to comment on that, Mike, well, before we move on? Well, you know, you're, you're, you're accurate because the reason people were paying so much attention to Barack Obama, and I think in a way that Barack Obama got inside the campaign because the political establishment were so terrified and focused on Ron Paul, they weren't watching what Barack Obama was doing. And so he was a presence and a power before they really said, oh, we've got to look at this other guy and decide what we're going to deal with him. And, you know, we saw a lot of vote fraud, you know, by Hillary's people trying to keep him out of the nomination. But when Obama was just starting his campaign, he was saying a lot of the same things as Barack Obama, as, as Ron Paul, and that was the reason for his skyrocketing popularity. Then when he became a major player, he started to move centrist, and it was that point where we started to get more of the waffling and trying to say things about, you know, the greatness of America, but without really making a commitment to a particular agenda or point of view. And it was at that point that a lot of people began to say, you know, he is just another professional politician. I think a lot of people who supported him hoped that he would turn into another John Kennedy, where once he was in the job, we would see a, a true independent spirit, especially considering his background. But so far, we're not seeing it. And, uh, of course, he has inherited one of the hottest kitchens you can have with the economic problems. But I'm not seeing the leadership that I would hope to see in any president. I I'm seeing him basically being consensus-driven. Yeah. What do you think he's going to be doing about the uh, bases overseas, all the black sites where all our torturing goes on, and also the rendition? We covered an article yesterday where he talked about his uh, he's going to be keeping rendition, essentially, but closing down Gitmo. What do you think about our, just his foreign policy and his, his general uh, notion towards torture in general? <laughs> well, I'm at the point where I'm starting to call Barack Obama our token president. It's got nothing to do with his skin color, oh, but wow. because everything he's doing – 
relative to his campaign promises is a token gesture. He said he was going to cut military spending. He cut it by a token amount back down to 2007 levels. He said he was going to close Guantanamo, which he did, but the prisoners have all been sent to other uh, camps, and the torturing is going to go on. So it's a symbolic, empty gesture. It's not really dealing with the substance of the problem. We're seeing that with his economic policy. He's not addressing the loss of manufacturing in this, in this country. And so, uh, really, in such a media-driven climate, he's trying to look good. And in a way, he's guilty of the same thing that we saw from some of his predecessors. He's, in a way, he's still campaigning. He still wants to look good for the voters on TV and in the newspapers. And until he gets past that and really understands he is the president, he's not going to be able to stand up to, like, the Pentagon and say, we've got to start shutting things down. I mean, just the way he waffled on that issue about the returning coffins of our war dead tells me that he's, he's not able to stand up to the Pentagon, even though technically he's the commander-in-chief. Yeah, uh, Pius, your thoughts? Hasn't done it! No, why? Doesn't have one. Doesn't have one! <laughs> one thing's for sure. That's why! Well, I'm sorry, Pat, I didn't mean to cut you off there. One thing's for sure, Mike, is that every star that's born in this country, and I'm talking about celebrity stars, every star that rises mm-hmm. inevitably falls. And my question, it's somewhat rhetorical, but, you know, when is the star of Barack Obama going to fade? When is it going to fall? When is every statement he makes not going to be, uh, you know, uh, applauded and cheered? Oh, we passed the Senate, passed it today. Yay! People don't even know what was passed. They don't even understand that no- nothing is going to be done about uh, people and, and citizens and you know what's going on with the economy, but they just cheer about it anyway because it's Barack Obama. So the question is, when will the stardom sort of fade? How soon? And will you know will we look down in three months from now or six months from now? Will we look back and say, oh my goodness, can you remember when Barack Obama was the hottest commodity in the world and now he is the goat all of a sudden, not even a year in? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Mike? Do you think uh, the Obama star is going to fade quicker or is it going to last or is he going to be the salesman for the next four years successfully? Oh, it's it's he's, his star is falling already. I yeah. mean, John Stewart on the Daily Show just really ripped into him last night, and John, you know, was for Obama over McCain. Uh, Obama's poll numbers, uh, approval rating, are already plunging. Uh, you know, I, and I think yes, he's got his diehard fanatical supporters. Uh, you know, which form a personality cult, and somebody's going to have to take a funnel and pour the Kool-Aid down their throats before they wake up. But that's really a small segment of society. I think the majority of the American people, you know, you've always got that segment of voters. They don't want to admit that they were wrong to vote for the guy, and it's going to take a while for them to speak up. But, yeah, I think I think his star is very much already on the wane because he's not really changing anything. He's just moving it around a little bit. He's redecorating. He's not changing. He's redecorating. Yes. Yeah, I agree Mike, with you. I agree with you, Mike. Somebody in the chat room wants to know uh, this question. Are we better off for having Israel to fight the Arabs for invading Iraq and for the upcoming Iran invasion? Uh, could you read that one to me again? Are we better off for having Israel to fight the Arabs for invading Iraq and for the upcoming Iran invasion? Well, Israel doesn't do the fighting. We do the fighting for Israel. Uh, that's, that's kind of the way it's always been. This whole APAC spy scandal uh, revolves around an information pipeline that went from Israel through APAC into the Pentagon Office of Special Plans and Israel's spy there, Larry Franklin. And the real scandal that nobody wants to talk about, it isn't the information that was going from the Pentagon through APAC to Israel. It was the disinformation coming back from Israel through APAC to the Pentagon to the White House. A lot of the information, a lot of the claims about the Iraq war that have been proven to be lies 
came through that conduit from Israel. Uh, Israel is in the forefront of out there trying to claim that somehow Iran is a threat to the world because it wants to build a nuclear power station. And we have been down that road nuclear. before because the same things Israel is saying about Iran now to try and whip up a war in which American kids will die is they said the same thing about Iraq's Osirik reactor complex, which they went in and bombed. And after we invaded in 2003... Experts, international experts, went over to the remains of the Iraqi reactor, and they found a power station. There was no evidence of a clandestine weapons program. They never found nuclear bombs. They never found anything that Saddam was ordered to dispose of by the United Nations. And I think we need to look at the fact that we were all lied to about the nuclear bombs. <laughs> hey, Mike, hang, hang on one second, Mike. Sorry, we're up against the break. I want to go to real quick. We get back more Mike Rivera and some more questions. Stay tuned, folks. Nuclear power pants. Don't you be around. Of the 3 million-plus edible food plants that grow on Earth, no other single plant can compare with the nutritional value of the powder, seeds, and oil of the hemp plant. At HempUSA.org, we ship worldwide these nutritional products with free shipping to the U.S. and Canada. At HempUSA.org, we want to educate our listeners that edible hemp is not marijuana and is certified THC-free. Our powder is 50% protein and does not contain gluten. Gluten impairs the cells from absorbing nutrients. This nutrient-dense food can be stored up to five years when vacuum-packed and is priced affordably to be used as a storable food. HempUSA.org is a bulk shipper starting with five pounds and up. To allow this food to work for you, call 908-691-2608 or go to HempUSA.org and order today. The body will react and heal itself given the proper nutrition. This superfood will be your greatest asset. So try it today, store it today, and change your life. Call 908-691-2608 or order from HempUSA.org. Collectors, outdoor enthusiasts, survivalists. The Army-Navy store from your memory as a child is just that, a memory. But there is still one place to find everything from gas masks to ammo cans and find it cheap. MainMilitary.com. Get hard to find objects like real wool blankets for under 20 bucks, canteens for just $2, or trioxane fuel for just a dollar a box. M-A-I-N-E, Military.com, with free shipping on items over $150, not including heavy items. Find surplus items for cheap now, like 30 caliber cleaning kit for just 2 $2.99 a piece or a dozen for $30. Flare pistols are only $25. Want to add a brand new Israeli gas mask to your collection? Kids in adult sizes are just $20. Get G3 mags for just 2 bucks or a military fuel can for only $16. Add the siphon hose for another $7.99. Find it all online at MainMilitary.com. With shipping throughout the world, check out MainMilitary.com or call 877-608-0179. That's 877-608-0179. Call today. Hey, Jack Blood here, host of Deadline Live. I wanted to share with you my secret weapon in fighting the new world order. It's a new product called Enerfood. Enerfood is bar none the best health supplement I've tried, and I've tried them all. With many ingredients like spirulina, chlorella, dulse, kelp, barley, grass, alfalfa, leaf, beetroot, orange peel, winter cherry root, it really is nothing less than superfood. I couldn't imagine having to shop and prepare all of these ingredients, but now I don't have to. Enerfood's done it for me. A simple scoop of powder every day is all. 
all it takes. No fillers, no miracle claims, no magic bullets. Just a real product with real results. Call them today and mention Jack Flood and get a special discount. Get the two-pack special with the coconut oil powder. Call them now, 1-866-762-9238. 1-866-762-9238. Or simply go to enerfood.com. That's E-N-E-R, enerfood.com. Tell them Jack Flood sent you. Welcome to the world's meeting place. Radio. Iran's development of a nuclear weapon, I believe, is unacceptable. Uh, and uh, we have to mount an international effort to prevent that from happening. Uh, Iran's uh, support of terrorist organizations, I think, is something that has to cease. All right, we're back. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. We are talking to Mike Rivera from WhatReallyHappened.com. We've got him on the line with us, um, and we want to thank him very much for joining us. Yes, thank you, Mike. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, Mike. Well, thank you for having me. No, it's our pleasure. Yeah, our pleasure. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think the this recession is going to affect oil prices in a negative way? Are we going to start seeing these high oil prices and gas prices again, and is that going to put a huge uh, strain on the economy? Well, it's it's a complex issue because obviously as the recession takes hold and fewer people are working and fewer people are going around buying things, demand is definitely falling off, and that's what's dragged prices down so far. Uh, but as all of this new money is being created through these bailouts and put into circulation, inflation is going to start driving all prices back up. And if you're taking a look at the supermarkets right now, you can see that this is already starting to happen. Plus, if we do start a new war in Iran, we're probably going to have some supply issues, and of course, nothing burns up that fuel faster than conventional warfare. So we may see shortages start coming up. A lot of what uh, Barack Obama has been talking about, and, I, and obviously we all keep a very close eye on it, Mark, with the troop withdrawal out of Iraq, which seems now to not only be delayed, Mike, but we reported on last night a new story out of Fox News saying that at the earliest we might see 19 months, uh, we might be 19 months away, rather, to even seeing the withdrawal to maybe force them into Afghanistan. And so, you know, there's there's an issue there, what, these promises that seem to be completely blank now. But on top of that, my question to you right now is, if there is even going to be a war with Iran, don't they need some kind of event? I mean, the American people right now, I don't think, are buying this Iran as a nuclear threat. I don't think they're even buying that they're a threat to, you know, to most countries around them. I think it's been propped up, and I think it's been losing a lot of momentum. Uh, what do you think they're going to do to try to get uh, with war with Iran? Well, I'm sure that there are probably certain parties within uh, the United States government or Israel who are thinking that a new bang of some kind uh, you know, might be a, a, a way to sort of revive support for a war. Uh, this may be why Rupert Murdoch is trying to blame the Australian fires on Islamic terrorists <laughs> yeah. right now. I mean, they're kind of desperate for something oh, they can man. get traction with. Um, I'm hoping that common sense will prevail because obviously the uh, situation around n the original 9-11 is to the point where almost everybody believes it was some kind of an inside job, and that makes trying to pull a new false flag terror attack a very, very risky situation. 
because if uh, you know if the if the people don't believe it, if they are convinced right from the start that the government is lying, uh, you know, then you're you're edging the country closer to revolution rather than to a war against the designated target. Now you were talking before about Barack Obama being a wonderful salesman, and one of the reasons he may have been backed. Uh, as a presidential candidate was the hopes that he could gain the trust of the American people so that we could be steered into this new war in Iran. But the bottom line is that Barack Obama is already wrecking his own credibility, again, because he's reneged on the promise to bring our kids home. And there is no compelling reason why, if the goal was to bring our kids home, they couldn't be here you know, in three months' time, just, you know, land the planes, open the door, say, you know, first come, first served, and start bringing them home. The Iraqi government, our government that we put in there, the puppet government, yeah. they don't want us there any longer. The Iraqi people don't want us there any longer. We, you know, we have not been given a compelling reason why our troops should be staying there for 19 months, except that the real goal is we're never going to give that land up again. It's our, our garrison in the Middle East from which to project power, which means there are more wars and conquests being planned. That's great. Now, and I'm glad you brought up the, the, the real, you know, I guess I'm not sure what the word is, but just the media's attempt to continuously try to give us this idea that we're constantly under a threat of terrorism. You talked about, you talked about the Rupert Murdoch now with the fires in, in Australia. Of course, we, <laughs> cover, we covered that in the first three articles of our show tonight, Mike. And I also wanted to add tonight in the first three, the CIA now identifies Britain as the greatest terror threat to the United States. And I even heard out of Fox News, I have an article that says, scientists, uh, colon, terrorists could use insects as weapons so mike you know what everything from the banana peel to nuclear weapons man they are everything is terrorism i think the the real moral of the story is that they finally have they being unnamed at this point we can go on forever but they really have the perfect uh, enemy in 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 a terrorism because terrorism obviously is not an enemy it doesn't have a country it's an ideology but uh mike you know what we're going to wrap it up i really appreciate it we have a power segment coming up but i want you to get any uh, last minute words and then we're going to promote your website anything else to say no, just real quick, you know, encouraging people to share what they know with others is the fastest way, you know, to, uh, uh, to counteract these fear-mongering tactics. Excellent. Mike, we've got to get you back on the show, in fact, as, as often as possible, because your insight is great. We really appreciate you taking the time, and it's somewhat convenient because your show ends and our show is kind of still going on. So once again, uh, Mike Rivera, uh, whatreallyhappened.com, we really appreciate you coming on the show, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll get you on the show as soon as possible. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much, folks. Stay tuned. Power 7 comes up. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. All right, that was Mike Rivero. That was great. That was great. excellent. Yes, great, great guest. Great insight. Um, and I'm glad well, that he joined us. Again, fun. his show is on uh, is, is What Really Happened on GCN, and it plays in, during the first hour of our show. And so. the, music, the music is bugged out. I really dig it. It's, it's all fire. He's changed it, too, the intro music to his show, right? He has, yes. Remember, it was a little bit, it was kind of like uh, a little bit faster. But no, that's great, man. Mike Rivero, really good insight, and I appreciate it because it's so important. I mean, you know, we talk, we bicker back and forth, and it's, it's kind of easy to get lost in your own little bubble sometimes with Absolutely. a show. But it's great to have him on. 
it and definitely check out his show, folks. I mean, it's a great show. I've listened to it several times. Uh, but we do have about five to six minutes for a really quick and very powerful power segment. Ben, what do you yeah. think? Why don't we get the power segment? Ooh. You're first, Ben. Nice. So this is something that uh, Mike was just talking about. U.S. dominance over Iraq has ended. This is coming from Malachi. Maliki. (laughs) Maliki. Yeah, one of those. I don't know how to say it. Uh, He's the prime minister for Iraq, and he says the the, uh, era of U.S. dominance in Iraq was over and a broadside to Washington almost six years after the invasion that ousted Saddam Hussein, the Shiite premier. Uh, boosted by strong showing of his allies in Providence, uh, pr- provincial elections, said Iraq was now taking charge of its own destiny and was making good progress towards rebuilding the war-torn country. His remarks were, pointed, uh, were a pointed rebuke to U.S. Vice President Joe Biden, who last week said Washington would have to be more aggressive in pushing Baghdad towards faster political reform. Yeah. The time for putting pressure on Iraq is over, Maliki told reporters when asked about Biden's comments. The Iraqi government uh, knows what its responsibilities are. We are carrying out reform, and we are in the last uh, step of reconciliation. So that, that's coming from Iraq, just just like uh, Mike had just said. Power yeah. segment Mike's continues. on. Power segment continues. Pyth. Here we go. Uh, officials vow to appeal after judges rule to free up 57,000 felons in California. I'm glad I'm in New York. Sacramento. State officials are vowing to fight any final decision that could put tens of thousands of prison inmates back on California streets. The promise comes after a special panel of federal judges tentatively ruled yesterday that the state will have to release inmates to relieve overcrowding. This is another oh reason, this is another example of why I didn't buy the, oh, if we have to try the Gitmo to, uh, prisoners in, these, in a country, it would totally kill the whole system and kill yeah. the law system. <laughs> Look what's going on now just with this one prison but uh, in this one state. But if the decision is finalized, it's estimated the state would have to reduce its prison population by somewhere between 36,000 to 57,000 inmates. A San Francisco-based panel said it may hold more hearings before making the decision final. The head of the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation says the state will appeal any final prisoner release order to the U.S. Supreme Court. The power segment inevitably continues. Pius. <laughs> Oldie but goodie. Oh boy. <laughs> the Animal Farm, folks. Yes. Amazing how diverse Pastor Manning is at singing. He, he's got he so many different genres and styles. He's classic rock. He's he's hip hop. He's incredible. R and B. God bless him. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Some more UK syndrome. This article UK blew my syndrome. mind, man. I love it. Armed police scramble helicopter for raid after Wild West wedding partygoers are mistaken for real gunslingers. <laughs> <laughs> The Wild West party was about to get into full swing as Roy and Val Worthington celebrated their sil- their silver wedding anniversary. But as their posse of guests in cowboy outfits headed from the church where the couple had just renewed their marriage vows to a hoedown, the local lawmen <laughs> oh, loomed man. into view. I guess they were having this party, uh, or, or this they were getting married again, and it was a, a cowboy-themed party. The lady called uh, the uh, offices beforehand and said, hey, listen, we're going to have fake guns there. Don't raid us. Don't and kill they us. Ra- Don't shoot us. <laughs> and they raided them anyways. Just incredible. Well, they got to make sure. It's not a false threat or a real threat. Who knows, Ben? <laughs> it's just, it's Good nuts. Power People segment. like Billy the Kid. Yeah. People like Jesse, <laughs> Jesse James. James. And there's a kind of a, a, a thing out there. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. <sighs> 
If it wasn't fun, we wouldn't do it. Amazon Indians now accused of cannibalizing a farmer. Thanks to Kristen for this one. A city official in the rural Brazilian Amazon village of Invira told CNN that five members of the Kulina tribe are on the run after being accused of murdering, butchering, and eating a farmer in a ritual act of cannibalism. Jeez. Better stay out of that area, folks. What? The village chief of staff, Marantilian da Silva Clementino, said Kulina... I did good with that one. Said Kulina tribesmen took the life of Osilio Alves de Carajavo, age 19. Wow. Last week uh, on the outskirts of Invira, which is... In the far western part of Brazil that bumps up against Peru, Portal Amazonia newspaper reported that the Indians escaped after being held for a few hours in the city's police station. They escaped, man. No arrest warrant. Better get, get some cells, man. Give them some cells. Don't pick up hitchhikers in that, uh, <laughs> yeah, in that really. town, man. Folks, stay away from this village if you're going to go sightseeing. It is unknown oh, how many people took part in the alleged uh, cannibalistic ritual, although several Indians have fled into the jungle fearing prosecution. The newspaper Diario do Amazonians reported. We have a quote from that real quick before the end of the show, Pyeth. I'd like to dip you in cheese whiz and spread you over a Ritz cracker. Oh, my God. <laughs> there, there's just no oh love. There's no love. We're, we're, we're done. No more power segment. we got to go. Was, that was, Folks, oh, it's man. been real. Thank you to Michael Rivera. Thank you for all the people participating in the show, calling in. We'll see you tomorrow night, and we'll talk about more craziness, wickedness, and unbelievable Thanks. stories. Ben, Pyeth, I'm Tony Pack saying trust your government, take your medication, and don't ever ask questions. Talk to you tomorrow. The almighty Bongolio. Thank you. Goodbye.